I'm Autumn Lockett. And this is Mitch Randall. And you're listening to Good Faith Weekly. Welcome to Good Faith Weekly. And on this episode, Autumn and I are going to talk about the tragic and horrific events that took place in Washington, D.C. this week, as well as at the end of the pod, interview two very special guests, Reverend Dr. David Goatley and Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Madison McCreary from Lot Carey as They've been working with Good Faith Media to launch a new podcast that will be released next week called Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving. Autumn, it's been a tough 24 hours. Yeah, I'm drained. I'm absolutely drained. Uh, uh, I just feel like like I've been hit by a Mack truck because of the events that took place in Washington, D.C. yesterday. For all of you who are listening, obviously, you know what took place in our nation's capital on Wednesday. A joint session of Congress met to certify Biden and Harris presidential victory. They were met by a mob incited by the President of the United States, Donald Trump. The mob breached security and um, made their way Can into. Can we air the... quote security? Can we just air quote it? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, the maybe they, yeah, they they stopped them at the door and then opened the door for them uh, when they arrived. But uh, a, a a violent mob rushed the Capitol. Uh, congressmen, senators, staff were evacuated, and just mayhem ensued afterwards. It's something you would you you would th- you would say, and, and I heard it time and time again. This shouldn't happen in America. It, 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 this is not who we are. This is, you know, scenes that we see in third world countries and dictatorships. But I'm sorry, this is exactly who we are. Mm-hmm. Anybody that says that this was shocking to them, that they didn't see this coming, are lying to themselves, because for decades, Autumn. For decades, there have been a stream of voices that have tried to convince a majority of this country that this was the road we were heading down. We were heading down a road of insurrection and destruction, and it culminated yesterday through the enticement of the President of the United States and his followers, and he was helped along the way, long before he ever got in office, by those who support him and his policies. And I'm talking about preachers. I'm talking about politicians. Anybody who continues to support this president and his policies. Amen. <laughs> I mean, yes, they need to own it. Um, you know, I don't, I know you and I have some similar um friends and acquaintances and you know it's, it's been a gamut of um silence um feigned disbelief and people just doubling down yeah. and saying these folks are patriots and praising what they've done yeah it's just it, it it's beyond shocking i mean what we saw yesterday was an attempted coup of the United States government. There's absolutely no other way to categorize that. The president of the United States incited violence and his followers invaded the United States Capitol. That in its very self is defined as a coup. They tried to stop the government of the people and by the people. And when that happens, 
that is a coup. The President of the United States needs to be arrested and tried and convicted of treason. Well, and he's here's this here's the sitch, Mitch. He has been inciting violence for years. And you know, yesterday I was thinking about um how some of these folks I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the moment when they like come to reality and see this for what it is. And then I started thinking back to Charlotte, Charlottesville mm-hmm. in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Like good people on both sides. Right. He he has emboldened these racists from jump they mm-hmm. are his base and he is proud of them absolutely and you know he loves them they're special yeah and that's exactly what he said after the fact that these are lovely yeah he loves them and, and they're special people it just mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just so infuriated right now about what we saw yesterday i'm sad but i'm angry and i don't mind admitting that I'm angry not only at him and his followers, but everybody who has placated not only to him, but to these ideals. And that's what I mean by this is that, you know, for decades I've been finding Christian fundamentalism and Christian nationalism. This is your reckoning. This is what you gave us. And it needs to stop and it needs to stop now. There are incredible people who have strong beliefs and I would never decry those beliefs. But when you preach a message of hate, when you preach a message of divisiveness, when you preach a message of exclusivity, this is what you're going to get. And or when you or or when you Stay silent on the issue. I'm sorry, but it's not even folks who are like yep. purporting this mess. It's the folks who are standing by and not speaking out against it. If you are not speaking out against this blatant systemic racism that is exactly at the base of all of this, there was a Confederate flag in the rotunda of the United States Capitol yesterday. Folks, it's about race. Absolutely. Last night I posted the letter from Birmingham jail by MLK because you know, for so long, our moderate friends, uh, our more conservative friends, you know, scold us when we speak out and when we, you know, call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Um, and and their silence is deafening. And their silence brought this about. And, They're complicit. And Dr. King said it in the letter from the Birmingham jail. All you want to say is, not now. Wait, wait, wait. Things are going to change. They're not going to change, people. They're not they are going to change. Because this is what comes of that mentality, that theology, that politic. And when you stand by and you don't say anything, or you say, just give it time. Somebody's going to take care of it. You are complicit in this behavior. Yep. This is it, why we need organizations like Good Faith Media. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's why we need Good Faith Media. And for folks who are saying, I just don't like to be political, or I've seen a lot of this, well, my government teacher was a football coach, so I don't have to get involved. Um, that's privilege. Yep. Get involved. Yeah. Speaking of privilege, we've talked about the violence and hypocrisy and the the nonsense coming from the president and his supporters. But the mirror images of how the rioters, the insurrectionists, were treated yesterday by police versus peaceful protesters at the BLM rallies in the nation's capital was mm-hmm. appalling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely it was. Peaceful protesters. Only, 
holding their hands, helping them down the stairs, whereas you have tear gas, rubber bullets, they've got these zip ties so they can arrest people, throw them on the floor. It's it's just racist. I'm just going to continue to use that word because that's what this is about. Yeah, I, I'm done with people saying that the United States of America is not a racist country. We are a racist country. And it was in full display yesterday at the United States Capitol. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just appalling. And we've got to figure out a way forward. We've got to figure out how to become, as our founder said, a more perfect union. Because mm-hmm. this union is broken. Yeah. It's been broken. It remain, it's, I mean, it was in full display yesterday. Mm-hmm. But we've got to figure out how to rise above this, appeal to our better angels, and figure out a way forward. And the first step is either invoking the 25th Amendment, impeaching the President of the United States, or arresting him and escorting him out of the White House. Uh, I think that there are people of conscience on both the right and the left that see exactly mm-hmm. what this is. Our democracy is hanging by a thread. And if mm-hmm. good people do not stand up and hold those people who brought this to fruition accountable, then we are not the United States of America. Where yeah. We claim to be a country of law, but if no one is held accountable, we are not. We are a country of chaos and mob rule. And bullies. Yeah, it's, it's just not a good look. It's not. And no. it's not sustainable. It's we not. are showing how fragile democracy is right now. It is hanging by a thread. It is. I spent a lot of last night watching television. Um, I also spent a lot of time just thinking and praying and just asking for God's guidance, God's wisdom. And I don't mind telling you, I, I, I'm still waiting to hear from, from God. Mm-hmm. And I just keep telling myself, even God must be sitting in his heaven, shaking his head. Mm -hmm. And when God doesn't have words for you, you've got to figure out that maybe we're doing something completely and utterly wrong. Yeah. And, you know, I think something that helps me wake up every morning and sit here in my closet office and get work done is one way that we start to repair and become united is to hold space for these voices that have been silenced, these voices that have not had a platform. And something, um, you know, our, our motto here at Good Faith Media is there's more to tell. And we are working on lots of projects right now that are amplifying Black voices. And Black voices who are at a really crucial place, you know, as people of faith, we depend on the church um, to be a place that is not only a safe place, but it's also a challenging place. It's a place where we go, where we find community, where it's not just an echo chamber, but we can hear lots of different kinds of voices and opinions. And we have an interview coming up um, with the Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving Project, and they are focused on Black spiritual leaders and pastors and learning what ministry is like for them, what is striving for them, what is thriving for them. And I think it's a really important place to start um, to listen to Black people 
And I am just really honored that we have this, you know, the skill set and the ability to amplify these voices. Absolutely. And thank you so much for saying that because, you know, one of the things that I was proud of scrolling through social media last night and uh, receiving emails today was hearing from my colleagues, uh, watching pastors and ministers stand up, speak out and step up. And it was really inspiring to see. And I feel for our, for all of my pastor friends this Sunday who have to step up in a pulpit um, and I mean, especially in a virtual way and try to, to give a, a message of peace and hope to their congregations. Uh, but it was really comforting and inspiring to see, to see so many voices, especially, especially our African-American uh, clergy and friends uh, speak, speak up after yesterday's events. You're so, so right. A lot of times we just need to shut our mouths and to listen and to mm-hmm. let others lead. And in this case, our African-American brothers and sisters are leading out, and it is much appreciated. Well, and Sam, to listen to what they say yep. and to listen. Yep, absolutely. And if uh, you haven't seen our uh, columns this week, make certain to uh, log on at goodfaithmedia.org. There are some outstanding columns from our African-American colleagues, uh, Corey Jones from New Jersey, Terrell Carter from St. Louis, uh, Daniel Bridgeforth is going to have a column, I think, published on Monday from Virginia, uh, and, and many others. Uh, but uh, just listen to what they have to say, because they are prophets in our age and in our time. Uh, we need to listen to them, and we need to follow their leadership. Well, stay tuned for our interview with uh, Dr. David Goatley and Jacqueline Madison McCreary, leaders of Lot Carey, uh, as they talk about their new podcast, Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving. And we have a special treat for you during the break. We're going to go ahead and let you listen to the trailer for that podcast and encourage you to go to wherever you listen and subscribe to Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving. You pastor out of your passions and your personality. You're going to get dirty doing ministry. That is if you're doing it and doing it well. And an asterisk every week was subject to change by the Holy Spirit's direction. <laughs> Lot Carey is proud to bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest pastors coast to coast. Our new podcast, Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving, delivers wisdom from the Black church for the whole church. Giving people a safe space to try and even fail has also helped to enlarge our capacity. I have had to decide what are my priorities in my ministry. I have really struggled with the CEO administrative part of what it means to lead this church. I said, I'm going to preach to you about Jesus. He said, put that megaphone down and talk to us. Starting in January, we'll deliver a new episode each week featuring a prominent Black pastoral leader. Get rich insights and transparency on how spiritual gifts interact with unique settings for ministry. Part of the pain I carry in ministry is to have misinterpreted some relationships with younger preachers that I have had and some peers 
that turned out to be utilitarian and I missed it. And I was disappointed in myself for missing it. When I became pastor, I was terrified because I did not have a vision for the church. I just didn't. My loving deacon who I just adored called me that evening and said, Pastor, I've never been so embarrassed of you and for you. Hearing someone say, I never thought of it that way, that makes my day. I'm Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Madison McQuarrie. Join me and my colleague, Reverend Dr. David Emanuel Goldley, for Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving, a new weekly podcast from Lot Carey. Find us wherever you get your podcasts or listen online at lotcary.org. That's L-O-T-T-C-A-R-E-Y dot org. We look forward to the pilgrimage with you. Welcome back to Good Faith Weekly, and on this episode, we have two very special guests with us today. The Reverend Dr. David Goatley is the Project Director for Pilgrimage of Striving and Thriving, and Reverend Dr. Jackie Madison McCreary, who is the Learning Coordinator for that program. We've been working with the Pilgrimage for Thriving, or Striving and Thriving, over the last several months to develop and release a new podcast that we're really excited about. So David and Jackie, welcome to Good Faith Weekly. Thank you. Thanks, Mitch. It's good to be with you today. Well, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. David, how did this idea of the Pilgrimage for Striving and Thriving podcast begin? Well, this is a project of the Lot Carey Foreign Mission Society, uh, which is a global mission community of African-American Baptist heritage uh, that, uh, that, is, that is now multicultural and interfaith. Um, and ecumenical. Um, the Lot Carey community was blessed with a grant from the Lilly Endowment in their Thriving in Ministry initiative. And so our project is called Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving, where we have two cohorts of pastors. Uh, one is exclusively women pastors, and the other cohort are millennial and zennial pastors. And each of them uh, are on journeys uh, of professional development and pastoral formation, where we uh, are together for what we call intellectual pilgrimages, uh, which are short uh, retreats in the uh, U.S. And then we also have international pilgrimages where we spend uh, time in Canada and in Jamaica. And we've chosen those places because those are communities where black loyalists went uh, to avoid re-enslavement in the 18th century, uh, in the 19th century. And it's a way of connecting with communities of churches that were a part of striving and thriving and evidence of the flourishing in their ministry is that these communities still exist uh, more than 200 years later. And so the Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving podcast is a way for us to extend our reach to other pastors who were not able to be a part of this community of about 56 pastors 
uh, between those who are the pilgrims and the pilgrim leaders. And we're excited about being able to uh, discern and discover and disseminate uh, ideas about pastoral leadership that involve both striving and thriving uh, in the journey of flourishing in ministry. Wow, what a great program, man! I if I can just imagine uh, the experiences that these ministers are having in this program. Uh, I just cannot uh, just commend you enough for for thinking of this and enacting it. Well done. This is great. Absolutely. Uh, Jackie, can you tell us a little bit about the format of the podcast? Yes, uh, the the format is conversational, where we will, and Dr. Goldley is the primary interviewer for that, and we sit down and ask the pastoral leaders questions and and probing questions for them to think about their ministry. One of the things that we have found in one of the premise of the program is that in ministry, it's not where you reach a point of, of thriving. You start off striving and then you reach a point of thriving, but it actually goes in ebbs and flows. So the questions probe the pastoral leaders to ask them how, what are ways in which they have found themselves striving and thriving in the course and the context of their ministry. So once the question is probed, then David gives the space for them to uh, respond according to their wisdom, their experiences, and the context in which they've served. And it really brings out their passion for how they have served. And, and they are very transparent in many instances about what they have struggled with, but the joys that they have derived and satisfaction from being in ministry and what they've learned and how they have seen their ministries thrive as a result. So the and and in that conversation, it continues to feed off of one another uh, about uh, things that they say and then how they answer. Now, I was fortunate and honored enough to be a part of some of those early interviews with pastors, and uh, I was just I was floored with uh, some of the guests that you have, and the likes of Ralph West and others who just did a remarkable job. Uh, in, in talking about their ministry and what it was like in their younger days and also what it was like currently uh, for them as pastors. So, David, how did you identify the pastors that uh, you invited to be guests on the podcast? Well, the, uh, we started with the Lot Carry Network, uh, which is a pretty robust network of uh, 2,500 or so direct congregations. And then uh, we also have relationships with other uh, denominational communities ecumenically. And so we kind of put out an all call uh, for, with a description of the project, um, seeking pastors who had an interest uh, in a journey of professional and pastoral continuing education um, and received uh, applications and processed them. Uh, and we're able to uh, uh, populate uh, these these two cohorts. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, we have one cohort that is exclusively women pastors, and then the other are uh, millennial and zennial pastors, so younger adult pastors. Um, the 
the requirements of the grant was to identify uh, pastors who have particular needs uh, for support and development. And so we did a pre-submission uh, retreat uh, with a number of pastors, um, uh, women and men. Uh, uh, we had some in their 20s and some in their 80s. So it was a real wonderful retreat of exploring uh, what is it that pastors might have need of to thrive in ministry? And what does it look like to flourish? And out of that group, um, we were able to discern together that it really would be a wonderful gift for young adult pastors. And so when we first did the, uh, the call, we were looking for people who were 40 years of old, 40 years of age and younger. And another call for women pastors. And so we had we had a few women pastors who were also in that young adult age, so they had to choose which way they wanted to go. But one of the really amazing um, discoveries that has come, particularly from the mentors, uh, we have six mentors or team leaders, and each of them uh, with many years of experience as lead pastors have said, if I could have had an opportunity like this when I was a younger pastor, uh, what a difference it would have made for me. And then also the women pastors uh, cohort has uh, given testimony of how important it is and unique it is for a group of 30 women pastors to be in a room, on a journey, on travel, just women pastors. Now, all of them participate in women in ministry events and experiences, but they talked about the uniqueness of being on journey with a group of women pastors for sharing and learning and processing. So we were able to discern these opportunities for these two unique groups and our experience over the last couple of years uh, has has validated uh, that decision. Great, that's excellent. Absolutely. Jackie, what for you has been the most interesting facet of, the, of these interviews and hearing from these pastors? There's been several things that have that stood out to me. One of the one is how they've shared from their insights and their wisdom of of having been in ministry. We start off by asking them what is striving, or I'm sorry, what is thriving in ministry to you? How would you define that? And how each of them offer their insights into what that thriving is, is amazing and remarkable because they serve in different contexts, yet you see threads that uh, go across the board, but seeing what they determine is thriving, it's very humbling, it's very uh, insightful, 
And we've asked them also, what do they strive with? And that's been very insightful because they have identified some of the mistakes that they feel they made, as well as what they have felt has contributed to uh, living through and living past those mistakes and how it has shaped their ministry for going forward. Um, so that's been a very uh, amazing and interesting part about listening to them. And they've served in so many different contexts and, and many of them have years of experience that, so it's not just a one-time thing, but so delightful of seeing down through the years uh, what, what they have uh, dealt with and overcome and are thriving in their ministries now in spite of uh, some, some amazing challenges that they had along the way. Now, David, as I said a moment ago, uh, I was very fortunate to be on the front end of some of the interviews and uh, be able to record those. I was talking with our media producer the other day, Cliff Vaughn, and one of the things that struck both of us was how transparent the pastors that you interviewed were during those interviews. Did that surprise you as well? How, I mean, just really how open they were to their struggles, uh, to their you know, difficulties, but also addressing it in a very hopeful manner for the learners in this project. Uh, you know, Mitch, uh, thanks for that question. And I was not surprised by the transparency. Um, my experience is that uh, pastors who are guarded are insecure, mm. but pastors who are flourishing know that if you're going to flourish, you got to be honest and also, you know, we are identifying pastors who have experience and impact. And part of the identity of flourishing pastors is they want to be a blessing to others. And they know that you can't help other pastors if you uh, perpetuate the illusion that every round goes higher and higher uh, I've never made a mistake. Uh, the Lord has spoken uh, clearly to me, and I've heard clearly from the Lord, and I've done exactly what the Lord wants me to do, and I've been certain every step of the way. That's not true. And uh, our, the pastors who we invite are pastors who they know what it is uh, to be bruised and battered, but they also know what it means uh, for the Lord to, to uh, uh, comfort and care uh, and help them uh, to heal. Uh, there are pastors uh, that uh, in the podcast that talk about mistakes that they have made and why it was a mistake and how embarrassing it was, but that it wasn't the end of the road. Uh, so, you know, every... Uh, every time you hit a bump, it doesn't mean you, you know, you run off the road. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm, I wasn't surprised uh, at the transparency. transparency. Um, I was not surprised at the transparency. Uh, and I was quite uh, elated uh, with the clarity 
uh, with which uh, these pastors shared their story. And, you know, a part of what the reason we call it pilgrimages of striving and thriving is that flourishing in ministry includes both. Mm -hmm. There there are ups and downs. There are ebbs and flows. Uh, Sometimes we use the metaphor of of a tree where sometimes uh, there's fresh new bud. Sometimes, you know, it's in full bloom. Uh, Sometimes the leaves are shedding and sometimes the limbs are bare. But even when the leaves are shedding and the limbs are bare, this, the tree very well may be healthy and flourishing. And so we want, we want uh, to give voice and opportunity uh, for pastors at various stages of life, where they, wherever they are in the country or the world, to be able to hear from some thoughtful, faithful effective pastors and to be um, informed or reminded uh, that in you know sometimes it's up and sometimes you're down uh, but by God's grace you know we'll keep on going you know David it's very interesting that you mentioned that because I mean listening to the pastors and then listening to your comments these are such outstanding pastors and ministers because it seems to mimic their theology, that they're, they're not looking for this utopian theology, but it's very genuine, it's very gritty, it's very raw. And their theology is, is developed through the struggles of life. And when we're able to develop our theology and be honest about our struggles and our shortcomings and our identities, it, it opens us up to incredible possibilities for the future. And that's what I heard from the pastors, and that's what I hear you saying, is that uh, their their theology and their ministry uh, parallel one another, and that's why they're doing such a great job, and, and I'm so glad that you gave access to these ministers to hear a word from them. Well, you know, the, uh, the text uh, tells us that uh, Jesus says, in this world you will have tribulation, mm-hmm. but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And so anybody who is alive is going to have trouble. (laughs) And if you're going to be a pastor, uh, you're going to have some troublesome days uh, for various reasons. Sometimes it's your own uh, temperament or steps or missteps or mistakes. Uh, Sometimes it's the uh, community in which you share. Sometimes is something else. You know, we, we are sometimes wrestling uh, against principalities and, and uh, rulers of darkness. And so uh, our, I think you've named it right. I think a theology of integrity mm, there you go. Uh, does not uh, try to get people to believe that every day, is going to be a happy day. Every day is a successful day. Uh, that's a lie, and it's injurious to people. Uh, but even when the day is not the way you want it, God is with us, and we keep on uh, walking with the Lord, 
and uh, the Lord takes us through uh, storms and through the rain and through the heartache and through pain. Uh, and that is a part of everybody's life. And uh, these are black pastors uh, and a part of the black uh, Christian experience uh, is knowing that uh, life is difficult uh, because of uh, sinfulness and sinful people. Uh, but that God can see us through and God is not finished yet. And so we offer this from the black church for the whole church mm -hmm. and are confident uh, that uh, for uh, our siblings who are not black, uh, if you let us, we'll help you. Uh, and if you can listen, uh, you can learn. Well said, very well said. I sort of feel like we should just end it there. And we should have an altar call and say amen and just there be you done go. with it. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> let's be done. It's dead church. Let's um, do it. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit, this is a question for both of you, what you hope pastors learn from this program. Jackie? One of the things that I would like and hope that they learn is that they are not alone. Mm. Uh, while pastors and, and pastoring uh, can be very rewarding work. It, it's, it's very rewarding uh, in so many ways, uh, not without the struggle though. It's, it's can be very challenging uh, but everyone's context can be different. And I, I, I'm hoping that as they listen to the pastoral leaders, they will learn they are not alone in their struggles, as well as in their pastorate. As they, some of the pastors share some things, or all of them do, they share information that I think will help to name what a young pastor may be going through. And even if you're not necessarily young in age, but young in your ministry, but it can also be affirming to those who have served for a number of years that names, ah, this is what, why I'm struggling with this. And this is something that I can do that may help me through this. Uh, some, if you see something that someone else did or tried in their context that may have been helpful. And so that's one of the big things for me that, that for them to understand that they are not alone. And as you name uh, the various uh, areas of ministry that is both rewarding and challenging can help add some, or I, it may be demystify, if you will, uh, the what pastoring really is, and and give someone the strength and hope and and tenacity and inspiration to carry on, knowing that this may be something that just comes with the territory, but we can get through this. I can yeah. get through this. And, and that's one of the things that, that I'm hoping. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, before Autumn asks our final question, um, 
I just want to say what an honor it has been for us at Good Faith Media to be a part of this project. Uh, David, I can still remember when you called or when we had a conversation about it and uh, uh, talked about the possibility of uh, producing and releasing this podcast. And we talked about the enormity of the project, but uh, we were really excited to be a part of it. And we're so thankful that Lot Carey and you and Jackie invited us to to uh, stand alongside you and just uh, and to, to be a small part in this project. And we just really appreciate it. Well, Mitch, uh, we rejoice in uh, the partnership with Good Faith Media. And um, you, your team has anticipated <laughs> and responded uh, and uh, just demonstrated uh, just amazing uh, creativity and the level of professionalism and uh, and quality. So we are thankful uh, that uh, the, the spirit uh, blew us together uh, so that we can work and uh, try to be a blessing uh, to some pastors and that that will trans uh, that will translate into being a blessing to people. Well, we appreciate yes, it immensely. Indeed. Thank you so much. So Autumn's got our final question uh, for the interview. She asked this question of all of our guests who come on Good Faith Weekly. So uh, Autumn, take it away. So our tagline at Good Faith Media is there's more to tell. So in light of everything that we've talked about and your project that's about to release, uh, what is your more to tell? I think our more to tell is that flourishing in ministry uh, can look many ways and take many forms. Uh, that it is not uh, artificial. It doesn't come off an assembly line. My flourishing doesn't have to look like your flourishing and yours doesn't have to look like mine. Uh, but that flourishing in ministry is organic. Uh, and so one of the things that uh, we talk about is you really don't expect a palm tree to flourish in Maine. It just doesn't, that's not, that doesn't happen. Uh you, you, you look where pine trees flourish, they flourish where pine trees flourish, and palm trees where palm trees do. And so the soil and the seed and sun, they all come together uh, to, to yield and produce something beautiful, beautiful. And we're all in an ecology of ministry. And so we're excited about listening and learning and growing in appreciating uh, that the spirit enables ministry to flourish. And if you're in a small town, if you're in the country, if you're in suburbia, if you're in an urban setting where it's flourishing or struggling, ministry can happen that is good and faithful and flourishing. And although you have to strive you still can thrive. There you go. Uh, and I think that that is something of the more that we have to tell. Excellent. And Jackie, you have anything to add to that? Uh, well, I'd add uh, one thing that um, our uh, one's faith has such a strong part in 
in our a, a person living uh, such a uh, joyful life and moving through life with hope and pastors who spread the gospel add so much to the quality I believe of a person's life and so what we want to do with the podcast and in this ministry is to help affirm and encourage and inspire pastors to keep up the great work to stay on the wall and perhaps share some things that would help them and inspire them to do that because they really do make a difference in individuals' lives and consequently in the life of, of a society, not just a church. So we pray that uh, this is part of what we want to help pastors uh, achieve and know through this program. Love it. Well, Dr. Goatley, Dr. Madison McCurry, thank you so much for being our guest at Good Faith Weekly this week. You will want to make certain wherever you listen to your podcast to subscribe to Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving. In fact, there is uh, a trailer right now on, uh, on Apple and Google and Stitcher that you can listen to. Uh, before it drops on Wednesday of next week, which I believe is January 13th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, The 13th uh, of January, next Wednesday. Make certain that you subscribe to this podcast, because I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. You will be blessed mightily by listening to these interviews. Uh, They're just absolutely outstanding. Thanks to both of you for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you, Mason, for having us today. And for our listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in to Good Faith Weekly this week. We'll uh, remind you to uh, subscribe to the podcast. Also subscribe to the Pilgrimage of Striving and Thriving podcast. Until next week, we want to remind you, keep living good faith. Good faith.